We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Thursday, May the 21st, 2020. On today's show, former Gamecocks first baseman Matt Williams joins the show for an exclusive interview. We talk about his career at South Carolina, including clutch performances against Clemson, playing for both Chad Holbrook and Mark Kingston, running through the 2008 postseason on the way to the Super Regionals, his current coaching career at North Greenville, the quarantine, baseball in general. We talk a little bit of everything on the show, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app I use, and the only one I recommend. Guys, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, live sports are on their way back. Sports are on their way back. So we're seeing left and right. Guys are being able to come back. Sports are coming back. Eventually, we're going to get fans in the seats as well, and you're going to need your tickets. SeatGeek is the way to go. they got a great ticket rating system for you, which rates the tickets based on the type of deal you're getting, guys. So never again do you have to scalp. You have to worry about overpaying. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting, what you're getting, what you're buying. You're going to know where your money's going to, and you're going to have that peace of mind knowing, hey, I'm getting the absolute best bang for my buck. I'm getting the absolute best value I can get, all thanks to our friends over at SeatGeek. They really are changing the game in regards to ticket buying. So again, that's SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. his career he hit 221 for South Carolina six home runs 35 RBIs he's also now the assistant coach or one of the assistant coaches at North Greenville joining former Gamecock catcher Landon Powell there as well as you all know uh pleased to be joined former Gamecocks first baseman Matt Williams Matt appreciate you taking the time man it's an absolute pleasure to have you on yeah man thanks for having me um I'm glad to get down to business and let's talk some baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to start back for the beginning for you, Matt, because you're an in-state guy from Honeapath, South Carolina. Um, just kind of talk about your recruitment. Obviously, you were a highly touted guy, and I think it's interesting when you were getting recruited when you were in high school was really, you know, when you could say Gamecock baseball was at an all-time high, was at its peak, if you will, you know, had won back-to-back College World Series. It went back to Omaha in 12, and I know 2013 was your senior year of high school, and they had a really good team that year as well. Just just talk about your recruitment. When did South Carolina come into play for you, and what other schools uh, were you considering? And, you know, how, how easy was the decision, I guess, to stay in-state and go to Carolina? 
man, you're making me open up the <laughs> the, the, the open the yearbook. yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so Tanner was still a coach when I was coming when I was coming through. They had just won ten, eleven, obviously. Um, I looked at some other schools like Furman, but I also I was an athlete that played baseball, so. I played three other sports or two other sports in in high school. So it wasn't like baseball. It was just baseball season. Football was football season, you know, basketball is basketball season. So that was kind of how it was for me in high school. Um, And I didn't really get serious with baseball until like my junior or senior year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually walked, they they offered me a walk on spot. They didn't have any spots. South Carolina didn't. So um, I took that and, I was looking at like Furman. I looked at other couple places like Newberry, um, football. Those a couple D two schools that mm-hmm. wanted me to play football as well. Furman also wanted me to play uh, f- football, but I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. Honestly, my dad went to South Carolina, so I think that was kind of a big factor in me. And I was um, I bleed garnet black, so mm-hmm. um, that was pretty easy and 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 growing up i saw the guys i met i made the all-star team my senior year of high school i saw the guy uh gene cone was on the team zach madden was on the team those two guys ended up being my roommates um josh reagan thomas bessinger like a bunch of just jordan gore taylor widener like that whole group core group and i was like i can play with these guys you know mm-hmm. uh, and and i kind of let that motivate me um being a walk-on mm-hmm. My freshman year, like, I saw how they were playing, and I hit pretty well my freshman year. I played well, played better than I thought I would. Um, Holbrook actually told me um, I played my way out of a red shirt my freshman year, but they just really didn't have any spots. So that was, we had Griner, Pancake, Schrock, Kmart, <laughs> you mm, name it. Yeah. You know? So uh, we had some, some dudes, and they brought in Elliot too, that year, on mm. Caldwell. So it was tough for me to find a spot. And – uh, that's kind of what motivated me going in as a freshman. I was like, man, I, I see these dudes, and, and those guys were good. I saw them all and, and played with them, and I thought I could continue to play with them. So that's kind of what motivated me to, to do that and, and continue to go to South Carolina and not transfer. And I can't say, looking back on it now, with the, mm. the new the new rules they're making with transfer, I don't know what like what I would have done, you know? Mm-hmm back then if, if the new rules now where you can they're starting to make where you can transfer anywhere you know mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what I would have done honestly that's that's really interesting because I you know I didn't know that for sure and I, I bet a lot of other Gamecock fans didn't know that too that you were a walk-on I had no idea that that yeah. was the case yep I was a walk-on yep huh. interesting so well, hey I'm just curious what position did you play football wise what, what was your position Q-baby. QB oh yeah oh really nice oh, yeah. very good play safety too Nice, very good. And the athlete, the, the, just the pure athlete there. Yeah, um, see, that's what I'm saying. Like it was football season. I was running forty times, doing the shuttle, like all right. all in on football. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. so I'm I'm just curious. Again, you get to South Carolina. Um, like you said, family ties or whatever kind of led you there, and you know I would say it turned out to be a pretty good decision. But uh, what was the transition like? You said you had a really good, you know, like you were talking about, you had a good. Uh, you came in immediately, felt like you did pretty well. What was the transition like, I guess, from high school to, I mean, you're, you're jumping into the SEC level. Was it easier than you yeah. thought, harder than you expected? Like, what was the transition like for you? I mean, my eyes were definitely opened, I would say that. <laughs> um, everyone was as good as me, if not better. 
mm-hmm. at that point. And I really I realized that my freshman year. And I guess um, you remember DC Arendis, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of took me under under his wing. Like my freshman year, I was like, man, I remember sitting in the dodi one time with him eating breakfast. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't hit. I was like, <laughs> I've never not been able to hit a baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never been an issue for me my freshman year, and I was struggling a little bit. And he talked with me a little bit about approach, and and I'd never mentally thought about that. Like, mm. I just saw ball hit ball, mm. you know. And um, then I started figuring something out a little bit, and uh, I kind of impressed myself with the way I played as a freshman with all those guys, other guys there. And that, I think Holbrook was too a little bit. That's kind of why he he wanted me around. And uh, he ended up. I ended up getting some abs mm-hmm. my sophomore year. Um, I think I got my first start maybe in the SEC tournament or something. My redshirt sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So um, he he started giving me more opportunities, and and I started having some success. So it kind of just went from there. I wanted to ask you, because like you said, um, you're, during your recruitment, you know, Ray Tanner obviously steps down as head coach. Um, yeah. Chad Holbrook takes over. Uh, again, you were a walk-on. I, I mean, did that did that impact maybe? Like, did were you a little hesitant, I guess? Like, what, what were your what was your reaction, Holbrook, I guess, to I Tanner Holbrook's, stepping down? Holbrook's second year was as head coach was my first year, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. freshman. Because yeah. he took so, over in 13, yeah. Yeah, so – Espo, it went from – it wasn't really – it was really the transition from Holbrook to Espo recruiting. Like, gotcha. Holbrook was recruiting us early, and then it transitioned to Espo. So, I talked to Holbrook early and then Espo later in my – like, my junior, senior year. So, like, he started recruiting. And, uh, I mean, having Ray Tanner as not as the head coach didn't really, I mean, affect me at all. I knew – right. That I was going to be in good hands there. Like, I was going to be able to improve my baseball abilities no matter, you know, who was there. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't – I mean, I, the only time I've talked with Tanner um, extensively is at my senior exit interview meeting. We talked for probably an hour and a half up in his yeah. office, which was pretty interesting. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's the only time I, – I mean, Holbrook, that's the only transition was Holbrook the – I never really got to be under Tanner, so mm-hmm. I never really got to see his ways. But they – I mean, Holbrook was pretty much – he did exactly what Tanner did, and I would have done the same, you know. <laughs> right, right. I, what, what was your relationship like with him, Matt? Because, you know, it's interesting. Your career – you know, it's funny. I was thinking beforehand, before this interview, I was like, man, it felt like Matt Williams was at Carolina for a while. And you look at your career. I mean, you were there for a while, for sure. <laughs> you saw a lot. I mean, you, you saw – the yeah. highest of highs, the lowest of lows. You saw a coaching change. And, you know, obviously at Carolina, everything you do is under a microscope, especially – Complete staff wipeout. Yeah, complete staff wipeout, for sure, going in that 18-year. But everything you do at Carolina, especially on the baseball side, you know, is under a microscope, especially following yeah. up. It, you know, I know you guys would probably argue, too, it, when you think about it, it was a little unfair almost what you guys – the standard, which, I mean, you love it. You love the standard that is Carolina oh, yeah. baseball. But oh, yeah. following up, you never want to be the – you would you never want to follow up the legend. I mean, I think that's the problem that Chad Holbrook ran into. Yeah. But what what was your relationship like with him? And I guess you know, again, you you saw him go under some heavy, heavy criticism. I mean, you know, constantly. Um, yeah. I guess what was that like? And just overall, your relationship with him, and just your thoughts on Coach Holbrook. Uh, like you said, at Carolina, there's a lot of pressure. So. Um, no matter I mean, there's people there's there. people right now that want Kingston fired. I mean that that's how much pressure there is, which is <laughs> oh, a little absurd. But yeah, yeah it's, 
it's it's crazy. I mean, like you said, we I think one year we went to a super, the next year mm-hmm. we didn't make it. And then the next yeah. year we went to like a super, the next year we didn't make it or something like that. Yeah. Or, or yeah. vice versa maybe. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in the SEC and especially at South Carolina in terms of these past like four to five years, you know, just because it's coming off the back end of the 10 and 11 and those guys, for me, I didn't really think about it as pressure. I I mean, that motivated me. Like I wanted to be great. Like those guys, you know what I mean? Like that's how I thought about it. Um, Cause I grew up watching them. They were like my idols. Like I'm coaching with Landon Powell now and I grew up watching, which is, I mean, that's almost a dream come true to me besides playing the show, you know? <laughs> right, right. Because, um, like, I've wanted to do coaching my whole life, and that's – my dad's been a coach um, his whole life, so it's kind of runs in my blood. But as far as Coach Holbrook goes, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a touchy subject for me because, I mean, he left, and we all kind of felt responsible, you know? I mean, because mm-hmm. it's ultimately how the team performs. It's, mm-hmm. The coach doesn't doesn't – He's right. not playing, you know? Right. And uh, we didn't – I mean, we didn't dislike Holbrook. I mean, some of the things that we heard towards the end, we didn't really necessarily agree on, like, what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it, then again, it's a business, you know? Like, it's right. his livelihood. So, he's got to do what he's got to do. And I respect Coach Holbrook to this day. Um, I mean, he was a great coach for us. He motivated us. Like, he was a good players coach. He was easy to be around, easy to talk to. I mean, um, I don't have really anything bad to say about Coach Holbrook. I mean, towards the end, but the whole Bush situation is me and him kind of bumped heads about that. Um, when Bush stepped down after uh, after that whole debacle, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was, an, I will say, a pop-up between me and Hunter Taylor, and it was his ball. So I'm gonna go ahead and just put that on Hunter. But uh, <laughs> you, you talk about the Bush debate. Was that because I've heard something about that? I feel like before. Um, what, well, was, they got in an argument, basically. Is that? Yeah, is they that, got an argument in the yeah. dugout, and Bush shut his ass, which he knows is. I mean, we he. I love Bush. Bush is my dog. You know, like mm-hmm. he was in there hitting with us in the cage every single day. Like he's the man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also was roommates with a guy that went to BHP and my dad coach, Matthew Lecroy, he played with the twins with him. Mm. So we kind of had ties there too. So um, they were roommates on the road. So Bush kind of took me under his wing too. And um, him and DC, I would say, kind of helped me out. But the Holbrook thing, I mean, it was a pop-up between me and Hunter Taylor. It dropped right where Holbrook normally would stand right there. Mm. And Bush freaked out because Holbrook freaked out on us. He, Bush was standing up for us, and he kind of showed him up. And, I mean, you can't do that to your head coach, right. no matter who it is or the situation. And, and emotions were flying. But, like, it is what it is. And, and Bush ended up stepping down. And um, me and Holbrook kind of bumped heads because he knew I, I liked Bush a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he knew that was my dog. And uh, – but I, I – I don't think like Bush leaving affected like us or me really. I mean, obviously it, it created a little team turmoil, but like right. we talked about it. We had team meeting, like whatever, yada, yada, and we moved past. So like, that's how, that's how it was. And that's kind of how I look at it. I don't, I don't 
really have anything bad to say about Holbrook. Like, I respect him as a coach, and I respected him when I was playing for him. I mean, I busted my balls for him. So, that's how I, I kind of think about that situation. <laughs> for sure. So, Matt, I want to move on the field because, like you said, you're a guy growing up. You know, your dad went to Carolina. You bleed garnet and black. Uh, you, you got the opportunity, obviously, to play in the Carolina-Clemson series, which, I mean, is arguably, and I would say it's the best rivalry in all of college baseball, the most intense. I mean, yeah, I was at all three games in 2018 or uh, in 2019 in this past year. And, it, I mean, it truly has like a super regional feel. I mean, oh. it really, really does. The intensity, all three games are sold out. Um, <clears throat> but you actually did pretty well against those guys. Um, hit yeah. 417 against them in 2017. And, then, you know, everybody remembers. I mean, it's – it's funny, you can do anything throughout your career because I was talking to Reed Morgan about this. Like, your claim to fame is if you beat Clemson or you do something good against Clemson, that is that is your thing at that point, like pretty much yeah. um, because fans hate Clemson so much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2018, you had the pinch hit homer in the eighth inning uh, in the three to two win, which was huge, just a huge, huge moment for you. But just yeah, talk about being a player in that rivalry and, you know, what it was like for you. I mean, coming up in the state, being a Gamecock fan, and then getting thrown into that, and then having the big moments you had. I mean, that had to be super sweet for you. Yeah, yeah. Looking back on that, those are probably my most memorable games. I mean, with the crowd and the energy and everything just going on, um, it, it was it was a huge – just huge atmosphere. Like you said, almost like a super regional type, type deal. So, mm -hmm. you don't have to get up for those games, you know. You don't have to. And it's Clemson, so that even adds to it. And we all know those boys, so they all grew up. The majority of them, we all know them. You know, we played against them in travel ball and growing up and all this kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it, that that even adds a little fuel to the fire. Um, and we all have family. And, I mean, we're all trying to scramble to get tickets for everybody to, to, to come, you know, that we know. So uh, that whole rivalry is just – it's an incredible rivalry. They gotta, they gotta continue to do that and find that third venue somewhere. And I like how they're they're moving it around a little bit. I think that's good. Uh, just so everyone in the state has a chance, you know, mm -hmm. they're not traveling everywhere. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. I just, I guess I was seeing beach balls against them. I, I, <laughs> I, I remember my fresh or uh, the first time we played them when Beer hit that walk off, um, at our place. Mm. They brought in Hennessy to face me, um, and Bush was our first base coach at the time. And I'm like, Bush, I'm about to sit on a slider here. <laughs> he said, "Do it." <laughs> He's like, "Do it," and uh, he ended up. Uh, I ended up getting two and zero, oh, and he threw me a fastball, and I hit a double down left field line. And we, the TJ was on third. He had a triple the that bat before, mm. and uh, that put us ahead or tied it or something. So, and then I had a I had a buddy that went to BHP with me, Andrew Cox. He was their first baseman at the time. Mm -hmm. So that was even more like we and we're we're good buddies. He's actually at Furman now. Um it's kind of a touchy subject for Furman, but right. yeah. those boys, my heart goes out to all those boys. Um I, I got I know a, a couple guys that play for them as well. So it's a sad situation. But yeah, so Rudy played for for Clemson as well and, and that even added fuel to the fire. So that whole rivalry is just – it's got to continue. It's got to mm – -hmm. they got to keep moving at places, get everybody involved. That's thats awesome. The players love it, and I know the fans love it. So, 
Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think any Gamecock fans miss seeing Seth Beer in the box. He just for whatever reason he that <laughs> yeah, felt like he owned us. He felt like he, he just gave, owned us. He gave me jet lag at first couple <laughs> times. Not gonna lie. Will no. Crow, ask Will Crow about it. <laughs> me, so I got a story for you. Me, Will you Crow, go. and my buddy Taylor Allison from home. Just we went out to eat at Wild Wings in Anderson. We were staying in Anderson um, before we went up and played them in Greenville. And uh, we went out to Wild Wings, and Taylor's a, my buddy from Holmes, a Clemson fan, and he was giving him crap. Crow was pitching the next day. He was giving him crap about beer. He was like, he's like, yeah, we'll see if beer can hit 96. He ended up striking him out a couple of times, I think, but he put one over over the freaking wall and ride about <laughs> over the train tracks. So that's a good, that's a fun little story. My buddy from <laughs> home now, Will's going to be in the dang big leagues <laughs> next year. For sure. So, uh, real quick, deep dive into that uh, that home run you hit against Clemson. I mean, again, you're just watching the replay here, you know, you got the pitch you wanted, turned on it. It was a bomb, bomb over the bullpen. What did you see? Did you did you, did you know it was gone as soon as you hit it? And I guess just the uh, motion. And then you guys yeah. win that game on a walk off. I mean, uh, yeah, I was night. on deck too. I was on deck. Actually, TJ hit the walk off, and I was on deck. I was gonna, I was just trying to do it again, but. <laughs> But nah, uh, the the first pitch he threw me was like a it was a fastball about um, low nineties, a little up, and I almost swung at it. I mean, I I went for it, but I, I held up and I saw it good, and I I was just thinking fastball, and he threw one a little bit lower, about four or five. Well, four, a four would be middle, so five mm-hmm. like a little away, maybe a ball off the middle of the plate, and it was about belt high, and I just let it loose. <laughs> I didn't even feel it off the bat, and I honestly couldn't breathe going around second. So, all the way back in the dugout until I like went back in the back bathroom back there and like closed the door for a second. I could then I was like shaking. I was like then I took a deep breath. I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> for sure. So I, I want to get your feedback. Going, you know, for sure. No, absolutely. Um, I definitely want to get your feedback, Matt. On Again, you saw a coaching change, and that was actually in the first year of Mark Kingston. What what was the transition like? You know, I, I know it was tough, like you said, especially for you being close with Holbrook and everything. And I mean, you played for him for what three, four years. Yeah. Um, the transition to Kingston, though, uh, you, you know, your relationship with him. I mean, everybody I've talked to about Kingston, whether they're playing currently or they just met him, everybody has glowing reviews. Says he's the the ultimate professional. I think you definitely hear that when he speaks, and I think he's a He's a great baseball man, if you will. But your your overall relationship with him, and what do you remember most, I guess, about the transition? What were the things he changed immediately? Because the one thing I remember from 2018, besides the, uh, the turnaround in the middle of the season, which we'll get to in a second, but just the offense was so much better. I mean, the hitting, guys that, guys that really didn't contribute all – or, or had that potential. I mean, I think the guy that comes off, you know, top of my head is Madison Stokes. I mean, he just, like, yeah. changed his career. He changed the yeah. path of his career, for sure. Stokes um, always had it. He didn't put it together until King got there. Mm. But he, when he put it together, it was sweet. Tolbert played out of his mind. Yeah, Tolbert was really good. Rowe had a busted knee, busted arm playing. My back was messed up. Hunter mm. Taylor had a fracture in his back. I think I mean, Colin was, was kind of hurt, too, right? Like he was battling. He was constantly hurt. He at South Carolina. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a battle. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on my dog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're good. 
And then I was going to say, just the way that 18 season started, I mean, again, you get off to a slow start. You, you know, we all know the story at this point. You lose that game to PC. Kingston rips you guys pretty much. And all of a sudden, it just the, – the, so the switch is flipped. first came in, uh, I don't know if you know the story about this, but Tanner, um, he called about eight, eight guys in that have been there for a while, me including um, Tolbert. Uh, I think Cullen was there, TJ, maybe Sawyer, uh, and maybe Stokes. There was a couple, maybe one or two other guys. But we met him in the new lounge, and Tanner brought King in for the first time. He was bringing him around campus that summer before he was hired. We we basically interviewed him for like an hour and a half. Really? Until Tanner came back in there and was like, you guys done? He, <laughs> he's like, y'all going to talk all day? I got to show him the rest of campus. What what were you? What was your first? Uh, I guess in that was, moment, your yeah, first so like takeaway. I, I, we were just trying to pick his brain. We wanted right. to make sure we had the right guy for like that we want to play for. Right. And he showed us respect. He answered the questions like we were we were asking him with. The, I mean, ultimate just intelligence of baseball knowledge and everything. Like he was so respectful and like it was like you weren't gonna cross him but he wasn't going to cross you, you know, it was like a mutual thing. You gave him respect. He, he, you were going to get it in return and you, you kind of had to show that to him. But I mean, the guy always had his door open. Like we could go in there and talk to him whenever you wanted. He helped me get this job at North Greenville. So like my ultimate respect is with King. Um, I mean, he's the man. I think, I think he'll be able to turn, I mean, get to where they need to go. Mm. I think he's the right guy. Um, he knows what it takes. I mean, he's been there. He's he's been all around coaching. Like his resume's solid, you know. Um, as you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, the dude, he you have to respect. He's one of those guys like when he walks in the room, everyone shuts up. Mm-hmm. And like the eyes are on him and his eyes are on you, you know? So it's like one of those type of deals. But he was also like a big brother to us. Like we go out there and laugh and practice. But when it was time to work, it was time to work. You know. Right. Yeah, he, he definitely just you know going to just seeing him. I mean, he definitely is a guy that seems like he commands attention. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. a yeah. He's he's there's just certain people that they have that that aura about them. I guess he yeah. definitely seems yeah. like he's one of those yeah. guys. What would you say is there, you know, because, again, the story has been well documented and have had some of your former teammates talk about the, the whole losing to PC. But is there one thing you would point to that necessarily changed? I know you guys had, like, all the fun stuff taken away, basically, the lounge and all that crap. But, I mean, yeah. was there one thing, like, on the field that you would say changed? Or was it simply you think it just finally clicked showing up to work? And, you know, I mean, baseball's I a funny game. We that. Not, not to not PC. I think we were embarrassed. and. Mm-hmm that kind of looked like instead of tucking our tails and hiding, we were like, well, that, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> right. You know? And we just kind of, as a group, as a unit, like, cause we had a bunch of core guys that had played together for th- two, three years, even longer. And uh, we were like, this is ridiculous. Like, look at, look at what, like we were saying that to ourselves. Like we kind of had a look in the mirror moment. Like, what do we need to do? And everything from them, that point on was like, just, spot on everything was like every requirement we were trying to meet was just we were doing it and like because certain drills we would do for example like we would do like a 27 out drill or something and every error we made we had a sprint or something and we were determined not to make one 
if we did one, we would run two sprints or, or right. whatever, you know, like we would double the punishment. Just to lock in just that, little, that, that much mm-hmm. more. Right. So, and I think that just that from, the, from practice, we did that. And then that just went into the game and we kind of just gotten, got hot, you know, at the right time. For sure. I, you know, I'm curious, Matt, this is kind of off the top of my head. I always ask the guys that played on the 10 and 11 teams and all that too, you know, who would win if they, you know, hypothetically could play each other. You were on 16 and 18, both two really, really good teams. I mean, I've talked to, again, your former teammates. A lot of guys yeah. say 16 is the most fun year of baseball they've ever had in their life. Yeah. I mean, that was a great team. That was um, but, the, that was the, um, the year we got beat by Oklahoma State. Yeah, super, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, both, both those, those teams are super regional teams, though. Very, very good. Omaha quality, I would say. I mean, if you get to the Supers, yeah. you're, you're – If you you're take pretty, away the injured, the injured pitchers that year, then we yeah, probably – For sure. Yeah, exactly. and then Clark <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Um, sixteen versus eighteen, though. Which team are you are you rolling with? Which team do you think wins Ooh. that game? Ooh, are we are we talking healthy? healthy well, yeah, just healthy peak teams. Clark? Yeah. Ooh, Because <laughs> what eighteen? You had played, Adam Hill and more. Cody Morris. Yeah, I you played had... more on the eighteen. Yeah, but I, I mean, I could hit those dudes. They're like, <laughs> um. Hmm, that's tough. But you add Clark to that rotation. Yeah, you do. And he's he's going to be a big leaguer. So, and like you said, Crow is at some point probably going to be a big leaguer. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know, man. That I think, to be honest, I think a 16 team has a few more sticks in the lineup. Yeah. Just a few. I'll tell you, man, I, I really think that's what did Holbrook in, too, was not just – like that, that seventeen team getting so much hype in the like that team was fourth in the country. Y'all were fourth in the country in the preseason. Like yeah. I think that's what made it so, you know. And, and people were arguing that was the best South Carolina rotation ever with mm-hmm. Schmidt on Friday, Crow on Saturday, well, and Adam Hill on Sunday. I mean, it really when you when you look at it on paper, yeah, one of the no, best ever for sure. Yeah. One of yeah. the best ever. I mean, 100%. yeah. So. I don't know, just just kind of random, but I man, it's I remember that that I think that's injuries a, and injuries did hurt us. I yeah, mean, Maddie, it killed, Maddie, it killed Maddie, that team. That Maddie injuries killed that seventeen team for a while too. That yeah. whole year, that that that's when Tolbert moved to um short. Yeah, His Stokes couldn't play his hamstring. Yeah, that, that seven started in right and at Arkansas because Stokes played first. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tornado that weekend. We played a doubleheader on Sunday. Yeah, that, that 17 and 19 teams, I feel like, were very similar. Where just the, It was injuries that just completely derailed the entire season. Um, I, yeah. I want to I get back to 18 really quickly, though, and I, obviously I'll get your take on kind of what's happened since. But just talk about, again, you know, turning the season around. You make the Supers. You're a game away from Omaha, which, you know, we all know Omaha is the ultimate goal. And, I mean, listen, I, I'm, as, I'm someone that's as proud of South Carolina's tradition, and I, I love – I love counter baseball because of the expectations. Like it's fun to pull for a program that you really feel like, you know, any year we can honestly make a run and go to Omaha because the expectations are just so high, you know, I mean, not to knock basketball and football, but and talent, and talent wise, we should be able to. Yeah. Top 10 recruiting to classes every year. I mean, you have the year. yeah facilities and, Absolutely. you know, fan support, everything else, but a really, really good year, even though you didn't get to Omaha, a really good year, especially when you factor in Kingston's first year and the, the uncertainty at the you know pretty much the halfway point turning it around the way you guys did just just talk about that run and again you're a senior um, I know it didn't end the way you wanted but 
you know, you sweep through the East Carolina regional and then you go to Fayetteville and play a team that, you know, I would say arguably should have won the college world series. Um, yeah, just, just kind of describe, yeah. I guess, if you can, that, that run through the postseason. Yeah, that was, I mean, for one thing, it was fun. Yeah. Like it was hot. It was baseball weather. We were, it was fun. We were all, I mean, it was a grind the whole year. That's what we had been playing for. We were all exhausted, but, that's what made it fun you know we had grinded the whole year to get there and uh we had some huge performances from from different guys like it felt like it was a different guy every like game just about that was uh delivering big hits like danny blair he hit one yeah you know so that that east carolina regional and those are some good teams that wilmington team was good and East Carolina, I think, was, like, one of the best hitting teams in the country. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Carolina was, like, hitting 330. That was, yeah. that was incredible. So, we did, We went in going, like, these dudes are good. We didn't really take them for granted, even though, like, East Carolina, which their baseball history is pretty good as well. But mm. we went in, like, kind of with a chip on our shoulder. Like, we weren't – we were a two-seed or whatever we were. We were two-seed, mm. I think, right? Yeah. Yep, two-seed, yep. Yeah, so we went in, like, we're not the best team in this regional. Like, we got to prove it. Hmm. And we ended up doing it. And then Arkansas, we knew what they had going into that. We already played them, what, four or five times that year, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So, we knew what we were going to see. We knew it was going to be a battle. We had already played at Arkansas once. So, we felt like not that we had an upper hand, but if anyone in the country could do it, we could do it mm-hmm. is what, what we kind of was our mindset, you know, going right. into Arkansas. Because of our our prior knowledge that year on playing them and mm. you know, what they had and all that kind of stuff. And if, if I I was gonna say if I remember correctly that series like went down to games like that was a I remember I don't think, yeah. I, I think we I think you guys lost two of three I don't think you got swept but it was like two to one and three to one like, they were very close games at Arkansas yeah, too at Arkansas like, yeah, yeah. beat them that Friday night because um, yeah Logan that's right Tyler that's right the fucking game of his life <laughs> use my French. But he shoved that game at Arkansas against one of the best hitting teams in the country right. as a friend. And uh, we won that game, had a tornado on Saturday, came back Sunday, played two seven and a double, a double header, um, and ended up – they were both close, real close. But the, mm. the weather was terrible. It was like 40 degrees. Wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour. It was terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so – it was it was a rough weekend to play, and we were going back in good weather. Like we we had known what they were, what they had. Uh, we were familiar with the park, like every, all that kind of stuff. We knew that the the venue was going to be incredible. I mean, they had thousands of fans sitting outside of their place, like when we were taking BP. I'm talking thousands. So like, and they were lined up like all around, like not just like in the stadium already. I'm talking like all the way around the stadium, like lined up to get in. Right. So. These these people are they love it, you know, and and that's that was that's we are we knew that going in we just came up a little short. That team was that team we played hats off to them. They were they were incredible, for sure. So your career obviously wraps up, um, and you get the job at North Greenville. I guess technically what you're a graduate assistant is what they label you, but you're an assistant coach. Yeah. Um, just kind of talk about it again. You said King helped you get that job, and you know I think it's awesome for you for sure is that you know you didn't just get some job i mean north green or yeah north greenville is one of the premier division two baseball teams um i think you know you guys have done a good job landon's done a great job of you know getting those those transfer guys that maybe for whatever reason you know it doesn't 
you know, doesn't work out at D1 or yeah. they just want to play more. They just want a new opportunity. And, I mean, you guys have pulled in a ton of top talent. But, yeah, one of the best D2 schools in the country. Just kind of talk about how that all came about. Did you know immediately off the jump you wanted to get into coaching? Like, what was the, you know, what was that process well, like landing there? Oh, uh, yeah, it was either get into coaching, find a job. Yeah, hell or, no. Hell uh, no. Or, or, or try to go play any ball. <laughs> And uh, I probably could have – I mean, Co- Coach Couch and some other coaches were trying to help me out, like, with that. And I, I thought about it, and I just – I didn't know if it was worth it. I wanted to just try my – try it out and coaching for a little while and, and see what that would mm-hmm. – see how that would work out. And I talked to King for, I don't know, an hour or so in his office about what he thought I should do and got his input on it. And he's he we were talking about North Greenville and he said, You want me to call in and I'll I'll text him right now and he sent him a text. He ended up texting right back and Landon called me like that afternoon or something. And uh from then it was like a month later, uh, over the summer I went up there and because I had never been up there. I didn't really I knew they were a good division two school, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how good. Every field they got up there is turf, you know. Right. Football, sock, everything. So um, they just built a million dollar baseball facility, like a lounge and a seating area and stuff for baseball. So it's getting, it's getting really nice. You know, it was nice before they brought in the talent. Now they've built it and, and now they're, <laughs> they got it, you know? Right. And, right. and there's even more plans to do like another million dollar upgrade to the baseball area too. So that's even more incentive for the future. Um, but Landon and Coot, even Coot Langis too. We had Jonathan Coot Langis. He played at South Carolina as well. Played with the Reds. Pitched mm-hmm. for the Reds. Was a center fielder at South Carolina. Couldn't hit in the big or couldn't hit in the minors. So they moved him over, and he could sling it on the bump. He ended up striking out Barry Bonds. Wow, not a story for you. Yeah, that's that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he played with Griffey and them. So those two, Landon and Coot, are. Those guys are fun to be around, first off. Second off, their baseball knowledge is incredible through the roof just because they did it, you know. Landon caught a perfect game in the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. So, like, you know what I'm saying? They've, did, they've done it. They've, mm-hmm. they've done everything that you could do in baseball. Like, so, just that. They have that type of aura about them, too. Like, I grew up watching those dudes. So, and now it's, like I said earlier, it's kind of a dream to coach with them. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they've they they turned the program around. I think Lennon's this is like his sixth year, maybe. Um, and it was <laughs> they had a losing record, and he the next they turned around the next year. He got there, they uh, won conference. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and they've won 40 games since. Right. Past three years, two years we've been like 45 and 11. So, mm-hmm. and this year we were number one for a good portion of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, to all the crap yeah, went down. Yeah, yeah, for for old Corona hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, again, this is sort of random, but again, you're with a couple former Gamecocks, Gamecock legends. I might add. You know, I, I like Kingston. I like the staff. I would also like from the fan side of things. I'd love to see some of these former players come back. I, I'd love to see some of these former guys get on, get a job. You know, I know it's not easy because I mean you're already fighting the eleven point seven and. Yeah. God, I mean, it's I mean, it's pulling teeth to try to get another paid assistant, which I think yeah. is insane it's, that they can't absurd. do that. Yeah. But um, you know, there's a lot of former Gamecocks coaching. I mean, 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool to have some of those guys in some capacity. Again, you can't bring them all back. It's just impossible. You can't hire yeah. solely because of that. But I don't know. I, I'd like to somehow see that be incorporated. Maybe one yeah. day. Maybe one day we can see it down the road. Yeah. One day, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, I, I want to see them win just as much as the next guy. Right. You know, I bleed it. So I want to see him win. And whoever gets up there and makes it happen, makes it happen. I mean, I think King can do it. Mm. I think Lannon could do it, you know, but like, King's up there. I, I hope he he can figure it out. And I think he's got. I mean, he's got the right staff. He's got sure. to do, can do it. So, for sure, I, 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 all my trust is in King. He can do mm. it. So I, I do want to ask you again. Like you said, you guys season ended when everybody else's did March 11th. He actually beat my alma mater, Newberry. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> anyways, you guys season ended. We all know what happened with the pandemic. I guess what have you been doing to kill the time? How much time have you been spending on baseball with family? Like what's what's yeah, been the quarantine I'm, routine for Matt Williams? <laughs> I've been living. I'm living in Greenville right now. My parents are back home, but I'm living with two other guys uh, that coach with me and. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to find stuff to do, you know, to, to make ends meet. And, and other – like you said, we've been playing video games. I've been doing whatever I can. But I've also been driving a little bit with a bite squad. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think Just a lot about of to make a little buck, you know. Mm. So, um, that's about all I've been doing, really just hanging out at the house. I've, I've been going home on the weekends some. Uh, it's getting hot, so I've been going out to the lake a little bit. <laughs> um, but other than that, just trying to pass the time, stay to myself, keep six feet apart, I guess. That's what they say, right? <laughs> For sure. Something like that. Something like that. I'm, I'm going to Folly Beach this weekend, so I, I don't know. We'll have to work on that whole six feet thing or whatever. Yeah. Quarantine, whatever it is. Um, yeah, last thing, Matt, before I get you out of here. I mean, again, you've talked a lot about, you know, you're obviously very confident. I'm confident as well, but you're confident that the program's in good hands with Kingston headed in the right direction. It's such a shame because, I, again, I know you're busy and you don't get to watch a ton, but, again, you're a Gamecock, and those are your boys, I mean, that were out there, um, you know, last year and then this year. Um, so you keep up with it, but it's, it's such a shame, man. We didn't get to see this team – this Gamecock team play, you know, finish out this season? Because I, I know a lot of people were – you know, some people were skeptical, I guess, or didn't really know. I mean, you lose a series in Northwestern, of course, the fan base is, is going to freak out. I mean, you'll find uh, this you funny. You one game in Northwestern, they freak out. Yeah, I mean, you'll find this funny. I was I was at the game in the out, like the outfield when the last out was recorded, game three, and fan behind me goes, well, season's over. And I'm just <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me, man. It but sounds about right. I was excited – to see this team get into SEC play, you know, and obviously they canceled the season literally two days before the Tennessee series at Founders Park. And I was like, can we just have this? Just give me this weekend. Just give me this weekend. Um, Yeah. I I was excited, man. I thought this team was, was going to surprise some people. They definitely had some, some boppers, you know, I think they had the lineup that could do it. And defensively they were pretty good as well. Um, Just all those arms that, that haven't thrown, you know, Mm. like that's the only thing I would say that would be the issue, but letting them throw and through the season is, is what, you know, what gives them that experience to get them, get them towards the end of the year. So I guess we'll never know, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I was just, I was excited to see Carmen Majinski pitch through an whole SEC season. I mean, it's crazy. It's not an indictment on him, obviously, because he could, you know, he was hurt in 19. Yeah, he no, couldn't no, help no. it this year, but he's probably going to be a first round draft pick, and he never really threw an SEC game besides Arkansas. I mean, yeah. never got the opportunity. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I never really thought about that. <laughs> yeah. That's 
that's almost like Clark. I mean, Clark pitched and would pitch well, but he he was a first rounder, and ha- they knew he's about to have Tommy John. Yeah, I mean that's the but ultimate that, sign of respect, right? I mean, yeah. so, that I is mean, uh, I don't know, so, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Last thing, I actually ended on this. You know, your guys have been affected by it at North Greenville, South Carolina's guys, because I know I'm keeping up. I'm thinking, you know, who's coming back? Who's who's going to leave? Go to the draft? And I mean, oh, yeah. You know, I've heard rumors of certain guys. I mean, Carmen's gone. There's no question about that. But you know, Thomas Farr's definitely got that option. He's a guy that bumps 95. Yeah. Brandon Jordan's going to have that option. I don't know about you know. And then you have other guys that are just like these grad transfers. Like I think a Beaver and Bowen is Khalil going to come back? Like. You know, can you even imagine, like, I guess you can because you're there, you talk to these guys, you you know, your players and probably your former teammates, stuff like that. But I just can't even imagine being in that position, like your season getting cut short and then there's only going to be five rounds in the MLB draft and then you have the uncertainty. Do I come back to school? Do I not? Like, what's – We have deciding that now, too. For us, we got a a guy from Oklahoma State transferred and played third base for us. Didn't get to finish out the rest of the season. Was probably going to get picked up, but now the draft Mm. is shortened. It's D two. Like, so (laughs) is he going to get picked up? Is he going to get another year to come back? Right. Right. Does he even want to play anymore? Like he's a senior, so you know. Like, and then Jordan Holiday's another one from South Carolina. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, Holiday. Yep. Yeah. So Logan Chapman's another one. Oh yeah, Chapman. Forgot about him. Oh yeah. Needed to pitch this year, mm. and he was coming off of TJ and was bumping ninety four mm. pretty easily, like his last couple starts. Right. So I mean, he was probably going to get picked up. Like we have some guys that, you know, it, it was really a detriment to their careers. Mm. Just this whole thing, this whole situation, and it's sad, you know. Do you do you guys expect? Because you know, I think the one interesting thing is that somebody made the point that. You're going to see a huge talent – and not that there already isn't talent, of course, but a huge talent influx at the college level because so many guys out of high school that were going to go or think about going are going to go to college. And so many college guys are going to come back because they need that year or, you know, they just yeah, – they don't want to settle for the money they're going to get pretty much. Yeah, and that's another thing that coaches have to balance with scholarships. Like, right. you know, yeah. like guys that are going to come back. Like, we want, we want our guy back that hit – 15 homers last year but like it does he even want to come back you know and we already offered because he was a senior we already offered this high school senior his money you know because we wanted him to come in and now like it's just all you know mm-hmm. it's all just bumping heads with, with one another yeah it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out because I, I i'll tell you matt just off the jump i've heard rumors from people that you know for south carolina that and i don't know how much i believe these but they're just rumors I've heard that none of the seniors are coming back, which I find very hard to believe. Like, why would George Khalil not come back and be the starting shortstop? And selfishly, I want him to come back and be the starting shortstop because I, I, I'm a big George Khalil guy. Yeah, but uh, I've heard they're not. None of them are coming back. And I mean, for me, if it definitely gone. Like, if, if I was a senior, or if it was my my redshirt junior year, or redshirt senior, or whatever, I'm coming back one thousand percent. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. I'm coming back and playing. But one, I mean, it might just be me, but like, like you said, like I loved it there. I enjoyed my years there. I wish I could have five more, you know. Right. Like, but that's that's where I'm coming from. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way I would I would not come back or or take whatever they're gonna take, mm-hmm. you know, something late or go play indie ball if they got another uh, an option to take another year. I'd take another year, hundred percent. It feels up to me. 
Yeah, it, it, I think it's just interesting. I've, I've seen the Gamecock baseball Twitter account doing like they're honoring the seniors and stuff. And I mean, I saw a tweet from Graham Lawson. I thought it, was, it, it sounded like he's not coming back at least. Now he's he's a guy that I think will might get picked up in the draft. I mean, as hard as he throws and yeah, everything. But he was you know, it's, it, before he got hurt. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's filthy for sure. Um, it, it'll be cert- it'll certainly be interesting, you know, just to see who comes back and who makes that decision. And I mean, like you said, I I feel for coaches. <laughs> this, this the scholarship situation is already tough in college baseball, and then you add this on top of it, and it's, it's just a mess. It's a mess for it everybody. A big mess. You're correct by that. <laughs> for big. sure. Well, I was gonna say, Matt, appreciate you taking the time, man. Definitely, let's do it again sometime for sure. You know, it, it was a pleasure to watch you do what you did at Carolina and all the great moments and memories and everything. And obviously, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and wishing you best of luck at North Greenville. I know you guys, as soon as we get back to baseball, you guys are going to get back to winning ways because Landon has built a great program up there. And, you know, definitely uh, hope to hear of more success coming from you guys. Way, But really appreciate it, man. Love to do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Enjoyed Absolutely. it. So, for Matt Williams, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on an episode of the Spurs Up Show.